Hey, Street Fight listeners, Trillbilly listeners, District Sentinel listeners, welcome to the reunion episode uh, from Yell Stomp Hiss, the film, the Hellfire Congregation Tour. Uh, we have here, this is Nick Hayes speaking, the filmmaker, director of the film. We've got Tom Sexton from the Trillbillies, Sam yep. Sachs and Sam Knight from District Sentinel, and uh, of course, Brian Quimby from Street Fight Radio. Thank you, fellas, hey, for hey, agreeing hey. to do this. Oh, you. you're welcome. You know, I, I'll agree to do any podcast, which doesn't say much for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you an 8 out of 10 on the intro there, Nick. Very yeah, good. good intro. It, it worked. It's more like a... a it wasn't as much like my intro. I just did a podcast right before we recorded this, and I had a guy from The Ringer on uh, to talk about like Avatar and shit like that. And when I opened it, I was like, hey, welcome to... And I've never, ever done that in my life to open a show. <laughs> and I was just like, I think this guy's more important than me, so maybe I should give it a hey. And uh, <laughs> it very much. A little more humble. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have had to reckon with the fact that I now have to open podcasts. And uh, the problem is I don't uh, know what to say to get it started. I just know how to keep it going. So yeah, it's like when uh, Mr. It's that. like when Mr. Smithers was hired to do the uh, the demolition derby to be the demolition derby derby mc the hype man he's like get ready for fun 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 nick just I felt i don't very... know why we have to say fun so many times they're already here nick just felt very uh more npr i think than than me personally so that's all it after felt he like started going conference like, call yeah that did sound a little conference call yeah. after after he started going <laughs> i was thinking like damn we could have come up with a nickname like nick purple haze and the, uh, he does love his all, weed he got me in trouble uh, once with his weed that's for sure i've told the story a bunch of times nick got me kicked out of a fucking hotel because he was <laughs> grinding up weed and a fucking the lady came in the room he's like come on in housekeeping and then they uh uh kicked us out of Jesus, Nick. i never oh. invited them in i've heard him tell this story wrong so many times and i've just eaten it but no the housekeeper came she opened the door and she immediately was like, you're smoking weed in there. And I was like, no. And then she like turned and walked away and then we got kicked out. So I would say there's been some embellishment. Uh, I was doing the famous thing I do on tour and that's being down in the lobby, clogging a toilet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were not ideal hotel guests, I would say. Uh, well, Brian sure. was. He, he uh, <laughs> has respect for the guests in the room and uses the shitter in the lobby. No, no, no. Lobby. No, you have to do that if you're a big boy with giant duties, because like I the the lobby toilet is made for big boys. You know what I mean? And the the room toilet is made for I don't know what kind of person takes room toilet craps. Uh, well, I mean, I told people who rent hotel rooms. Yeah, I toured with Brett. He could take a regular shit, a regular size shit, and and it would flush. But I don't, you know, I've told the story on every podcast over the past few months. I flush after every turd. So uh, that's how that's my. Turd is. Yeah, well, thanks. I can I can I can see that after having gone on tour with you, Brian, and seeing the way you eat, which is just one large meal that you eat like a snake <laughs> right at, before like, bed, one a.m. <laughs> 
<laughs> I quit I imagine that, that produces just a massive dupe that you do have to flush after every every release. I, I think my most enduring memory of this tour, and I always think about it, and he, he got he wasn't able to make it, uh, but it's me uh walking into a room or maybe it was in the no it was it's at Publix in Jacksonville Florida uh we get there we're like we got to go to the store we're all fucking starving and all of us get in there and buy some of the worst junk you could ever possibly get and then when we get out to the car in the parking lot Terrence is standing there with a a, a tub thing one of those like um at the store the spinach and he's just eating he's just shoveling spinach in his mouth i'm like what the fuck are you doing dude why are you eating spinach like that you're allowed to have candy and stuff and he was like yeah i i don't want to feel like shit and i was like oh i don't relate actually to that terrence had terrence eats one bad meal per month he's like kind of you know like people on diets were like you know like have that cheat meal he does that too except that he just like subsists off raw spinach nuts he's a forager you know <laughs> it seemed like he had like ptsd from like acid reflux or stomach problems because i was like dude what, what you're just eating that and he was like yeah like he just looked scared like at the the thought of not eating nuts and spinach yeah he, uh, he, he subsists <laughs> off like uh, tree mosses and things like that the i wish i did that like i i don't know what what touring is going to be like for me in this sort of new world it, it chances are it's going to be like it was before i'm going to see like a wrestling show happening that i want to go to and i'll be like well i can perform like around the wrestling show <laughs> so that's might be how it ends up but like i i don't i after doing so many of them like there is something to be said about how terrence like didn't get into every single bad habit he ever had in his entire life on a 12 day tour because that's what i do i fucking had quit smoking since 2006 and half of this documentary is me standing around smoking cigarettes and uh it was just because i was away from everybody and i was like you, you know what i was loose dude smokes yeah. <laughs> i relate brad i'd given up dancing but by the time we got to atlanta i relapsed though but <laughs> <laughs> claremont lounge had to go Sam get had up to leave. for the downstroke <laughs> yeah that was fun that was actually really fun i think i even danced at the claremont lounge Claremont, whatever it said. <laughs> That's the, uh, this is, the, fr the French pronunciation. Clermont Lalonde. <laughs> this is also one of my favorite things I, I want to bring up too uh, in Atlanta, is that like Tom and Lee Baines were downtown and they run into Cole from the Black Lips, and uh, anybody well, who knows his face. Now what's his face? Oh, uh, it's a different. Jared, I can't. Jared. Jared. Jared from the Black Lips, and I go he's coming to our show tom's like you know they're like can you put him on the list and i'm like yeah i i couldn't believe it because i arabia mountain is one of my favorite albums of all fucking time it just rips it's so fucking good the guy gets to the show he sees the trillbillies and then he sees like four minutes of the sams and he just walks out and says i like my comedy to be more balanced like that's what they said at the table and it fucking killed me yeah he said he would realize we were all infected with the woke mind virus <laughs> so good it was dude. so good yeah Leave.
but that, that was fun. That awesome was funny. If we, could, if, if we could have seen it happen in real time and people yeah, to yeah. start chanting like, fuck <laughs> this dude. Fuck this, dude. Well, what was funny is he came to like the most wholesome of the shows. Like that second Atlanta show felt like a like a family, sh- you know what I mean, like family friendly affair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the rest of them were a little, you know, probably a little more that f- rowdy. You know? That fucking, I'll never, ever, 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 ever forget the uh, uh, Atlanta sh- The first Atlanta show is I've never in my life seen a crowd act like that. At a, at a comedy show that like was just by the time we walked out on stage they were already like whipped up into an insane frenzy where they like talked me into taking my <laughs> shoes off then they started throwing money at me after i took my shoes off they were chanting they were losing their fucking minds and like one of the things that covid took away from me i think was uh we were going to do the dsa convention was supposed to be in las vegas in uh 2020 or 2021 and i was like fuck that's sick you know because uh we did a show in las vegas that eight people showed up to and it was like one of the more miserable experiences of my entire life and uh you know there were two guys like standing by the pool table talking and you could hear them <laughs> over us it was miserable oh, and wow. And uh, so I was like, man, you know, we get to redeem ourselves. We get to go to fucking Vegas and put on a banger of a fucking show. And then COVID happens and they make it remote. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I never yeah, redeemed we, myself for Vegas. We had Hellfire 2 lined up. We were going to go through the puritanical towns of New England. And and actually the last thing that pretty much that we did before the lockdown um sam and i drove up to columbus at that for uh for the, the variety show. show and we were like so this covid19 thing yeah it's not gonna be a big deal right we're like nah <laughs> it'll, I it'll fucking, be fine I I had, that happened like late december didn't it january january end of january was yeah. when we went to Columbus. Um, you went though too, right, Tom? You yeah, they went before. before. I went to the one like just a couple days after Christmas that y'all put on. Maybe the first one y'all did, I think. And it was incredible. Those shows were like super cool. And like that was like a concept that that could have fucking that that could have kept I mean, like those shows all sold well. And I remember the last one first of all i remember setting when we got hellfire 2 finally set up we had everything going we were ready to fucking go it was just covid i i had a, we had another tour before that we needed to go down to florida a uh, wrestling show uh we were going to go do a tour down in florida and so that i could go to something i can't remember where i was going to go and then uh come back up and do hellfire 2 like like three or four weeks later and I was standing around like one of those fucking maniacs saying, we will not cancel a show. It will not happen. I have never canceled a show and I will not cancel a show. And then I remembered three days later being like, well, I think we're canceling all the shows. (laughs) Start to sound like Jim Brewer. If you stick with that, that line of attack. 
hey, you know, he's a new guy for me. He didn't Maybe cancel that's who shows. I turn into. <laughs> I, I, I sort of, I sort of expected at the end of the documentary there would be like this, like it would fade to like somber music, like. Th- Four months later, the COVID <laughs> pandemic happened. And it was weird it. editing it like peak COVID. Like it was just like it felt like during peak COVID that we would never there would never be live shows again or something. And it was just like, wow, this is like a historical uh the last time this will have ever happened or something. Um I mean, I think I think there's a very high probability that th- that 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 like I don't see myself doing like touring anymore. Uh, that doesn't mean I won't do it. I'm insane. I'm, as soon as uh, the floods happened down in Kentucky, I texted Tom and said, if you need me to come down and do a fundraiser, do a Holy Boys fundraiser, I will drive there right now, anytime. And like, I'm willing to do stuff. It's just such a, it's such an undertaking now. Like I'll go out. I, I, I don't do anything now. Did you guys all like turn into just like, well, you know, I spent two years doing yeah. nothing or a year doing nothing. I guess I'll just keep doing that. I mean, I was predisposed to that, but uh, yeah, I haven't done much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I do more, just four new shows a week, Sam. You're, you're... Well, I don't leave my house, though, to do that. that <laughs> <laughs> We built the studio uh, in, in the apartment, so. I'm sitting ah. in my, I'm in my office now that i worked super hard to get put together and then complained for a very long time about we need an office where all of the equipment can go and all the big equipment all the good stuff all the expensive stuff so that we can do stuff we rent this fucking office a guy somebody broke in kicked the fucking door and stole every bit of it now there's just this office on the other side of town that has a bunch of legos in it and old <laughs> memorabilia that we're paying for every month it's like an overpriced storage unit (laughs) it is it is and i think there's also a storage unit but i'm i i that's going to come up later i do want to say one thing uh right up top is that like this tour well this isn't up top we're like we're in the middle here we're we're into it (laughs) but none of this happens without brett and him and my wife like spent a lot of time working very hard to put this thing together every bit all the rest of us especially for me this was an idea on a west coast tour that i said i think we should take other people out on the road with us and the trillbillies were like surging and us and the sams were were buddies that had performed together and we just knew that we could get out on the road and uh draw and once we got home, he started working on it and he painstakingly put this thing together and it just, uh, uh, you know, without, I, without him, none of this happens. Yeah, you're yeah, right. But I don't want skilled administrator. Yes, he was. Uh, none of this would have happened without them, but I don't want you to diminish my role, Brian, in booking the uh, bar in DC with the worst sound system uh, <laughs> anywhere. To kick the show off. Yeah, thank you for that, Sam. The first, the, whole, the first show in the movie is just like, are they all going to be like this? Are they all going to like sound like so shitty like this? So I missed the thing I missed, and I'm. It's very respectful of you, Nick, to do this. Is Tom's meltdown on the first show? Yeah, uh, I was, I was only one, that. only one. He only melted down once, but he was like, I don't think we can do this. Like, and it's like, buddy, you're. Standing, you're you got in it, 15 pal. minutes, buddy. 
<laughs> there was another thing that I was uh, kind of hoping would have made the documentary, uh, which is our conflict with the Airbnb owner uh, in in Raleigh. Yeah, uh, I, I thought she about tried including to... that, but I was, I was also uh, like, I do believe everybody involved who was like, so, okay, for people who don't know, the Airbnb uh, owner, <laughs> after we left North Carolina, accused us of leaving like a huge nug of weed in the garbage can, which like- Which is like, insane. It was just throws out weed. Anything like, we, we, we think is We were is. scrounging. Like, it, it was like a you perfect- know, We were picking up desk it, weed. And fucking it seemed like a staged weed. photo. Like it was like a picture of a wastebasket with like plastic and paper and then just like a perfect nug of weed on it. And she was like, you're leaving drugs at the Airbnb, like I'm going to find you. And basically everybody unanimously was like, we would never do that. We would never just leave drugs behind like that. Uh, but I chose not to include it because on the off chance that somebody just had dropped a weed and dug perfectly in the trash can. Or th- what about us missing a goddamn hit and run murder attempt by like three minutes? At the fucking- oh, that's right. Bojangles. We saw that shit happen. We saw yeah. a fucking a definite I mean, we had to murder slip attempt. out the back. <laughs> Yeah, that, the that people in the people in the Bojangles were like, uh, "I wouldn't go outside if I was you guys." And we were like, "We don't get milkshakes from Cookout, man. We're trying to get across the street. <laughs> we just got to the south. We're fucking this is our ready. first time here in Raleigh. We're witnessing the sights." <laughs> <laughs> I did always want to say, "I listen. This isn't against any of you or any of the people that aren't here that were on the tour." I firmly believe that somebody ripped that closet door off, but I don't know who. Yeah, I just don't think that an air they okay. My understanding was it was a trash bag full of roaches. And uh, I didn't know it was like a, a big nug. And I was like, you know what? That's just trash for us. We just like we got to be allowed to throw trash away at the Airbnb. But she was like, somebody ripped the closet door off. I did not rip the closet door off. And I would guess that I would be the one that would be blamed for ripping a closet door off because I'm the least careful person in the yeah, world. You're hard on things. I have heard that all my life from everybody. I so I didn't do it, but I'm 90% sure one of you guys ripped the ripped the closet door off, maybe on accident. I don't know. What's but, even weirder, uh, though, is know. like we were all in the backyard because we were at that house for like three nights. It was like a weird amount of nights. It was we were there for a while, but I remember we were in the backyard. I was with Brett and we were smoking dabs out of like this insanely huge dab rig he brought uh, and we were we were out there like two nights in a row, you know, for long periods of time. And then we like realized that there was a video camera on the house pointed right at where we were doing it. And and that never came up in any of the discussions with the Airbnb owner or anything. So, yeah, well, I yeah, I, I that is funny. I think that the, the funniest Airbnb uh, people that listen to Street Fight know that uh, I have now. I've just turned my back on Airbnb ain't never happening for me again. It's a four star ho- hotel or I'm just staying the fuck home. You know, um, I, four- I, I hate Airbnb so fucking much. And really, like, it makes sense staying in Airbnb houses when you're on a tour with um, many, many people. people. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, but I, yeah, have, I, I have I would to avoid s- it like the plane. 
I've had incredibly, I had the, the, the famous, I took my wife up to Alpena, Michigan. Uh, I had been Googling and Googling dark parks. Uh, so you can go see like the stars, uh, preferably the Northern lights. Uh, and in Michigan on certain nights, you can see the Aurora Borealis. And, uh, I, I was like, okay, I found this camper that we can stay in and it's in this part of the country where the most dark parks exist so i rented it it was cheap and i got there and it smelled like shit because it was a camper <laughs> sitting on like not a hill so the drainage from the camper was what just do you sitting mean there. the drainage you mean that you were just shit and piss the shit and piss and it by wasn't the way, going into like a tank it was just falling right below the well the, the 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 no it was going into a tank but if the ground's flat it just it basically sits in the 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 duct until enough shit and piss comes in to push it into the tank right and it smelled so bad and we got there and you guys all know I mean, on this tour that we did, I was trying to watch the G1 wrestling tournament every fucking night. I was just like, I got to get home. I got to watch fucking G1. I love TV. I watch TV all the time. Uh, the guy comes in. It's got a Roku. He was like, yeah, it's got a Roku, but uh, the Wi-Fi doesn't reach out here. But I don't know about you. I don't like watching TV when I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, what? I do. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. So that it's like it's like something's wrong with you if you want to watch TV. It's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. fuck you, man. And it didn't work at all. But like that coupled with the Jacksonville house was just. <laughs> Can we talk about that Jacksonville house for a second? Insane Tom, house. Tom, please describe the Jacksonville house for people. Well, for one, there was a certain point where. Okay, so. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure with, you know, what slavery looked like in, in that part of Florida at the time, but it looks like there might've been some human suffering that took place in the, the backyard of this place at some juncture. Uh, you go in there and you walk in and to the right, it's like some sort of like, uh, sort of Spanish privateer influenced Jimmy Buffett, like bar shit. And then, <laughs> There was what appeared to be a big banquet hall locked off to us, but with a lot of cats in it. <laughs> I thought it was birds. There was there, a there, room. Wasn't there a bird? There was a bird. There was a bird cage. Wait, there was a cat room, though? You saw cats I saw, in like, there? Like, I looked down in the glass, and I saw a litter box, and then in the middle of the night, I would hear cats meowing. <laughs> and I was losing my mind because I was like, there's not a goddamn cat in this house. And uh, the... The sulfur smell of the yeah. water meant we stayed there for three days, I believe, in fucking Florida. Me and Tom went to the movies and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when we were there. That was a nice time. That was fun. And but when like the 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 house smelled like sulfur. We were there for three days in Florida, sweating our nuts off, and then uh, uh, not being able to shower because if you'd have showered, you'd have just you'd have smelled bad. Yeah, you came out uh, smelling worse than when you went in yes yes so if you ran the shower it smelled 
really bad. That's why that's the other thing about the camper I stayed in. If you wanted to run water, it smelled super bad. So you couldn't really take a shower. Like, so I'm staying in this camper. I'm going to a fucking mire every day to shit. And uh <laughs> I, was I, was myself to I was about to ask, what was the shitting situation there? I went to Mire and did it. I, I also did <laughs> I did street fight at the Mire too. Because the goddamn I I came there with recording equipment because they said they had Wi-Fi and they didn't have Wi-Fi. So I recorded Street Fight on my phone in the Meyer parking lot with their Wi-Fi at at the Meyer. But uh that Airbnb in 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 Florida also with there was the bird thing, there were several doors that were just locked off. You know, like there was a in lot weird of stuff. spots too. Yeah, like that. Yeah, we we wanted this whole house, you know. Yeah, but the what the thing that I think was <laughs> hellish about it is leaving, right? So, check out times at Airbnb are so early. I think it was ten, maybe eleven, but I think they pretty much expect you to leave at like eight o'clock in the morning. But we're a bunch of fucking dudes that are staying up all night partying and and doing live gigs and stuff so we want to drink mushroom juice that Sam yeah. Had yeah yeah they tripped a lot there too so everybody was tired guy comes to the goddamn door and is like so you guys about ready to leave <laughs> it's like, not the time to go not at all <laughs> yeah so we're fucking loading everything up this goddamn guy is standing outside with a baby in its diaper waiting for us to fucking leave and just watching we us he's on a lawnmower the rest of the three hours as per the agreement <laughs> i know i was so like this suck we were like just trying to get the fuck because we'd already been in trouble with an airbnb so it was just like at that point you're like well i just don't want to get in trouble again and uh it's weird because we're adults and we shouldn't feel like we're in trouble but i think we spent a lot of this tour thinking we were in trouble most of the time well so that's the thing about airbnb is is it seems like it is a good deal and then you encounter these people who like accuse you of of throwing out weed and ripping closet doors off, and you get char you get hit with all these like ridiculous surcharges. I'm sure if what? you use it long enough, it's it it doesn't actually save you much money at all. Can I also talk about bring this up because of my uh, unwavering uh, my unwavering need to be comfortable at all times. <laughs> Those houses was cold as hell for you guys, weren't they? <laughs> yes. Yes. I remember being worried about the tropical bird like keeling over because the AC was running <laughs> to such a degree. My, my two unnaturally cold though. Yeah. It's not, I'm not. We're not talking sixty. We're talking like meat locker. Yeah. Yeah. I keep my house at sixty cold. right now. Yeah, I love it. I've said this before. If I ever got rich, if I ever started making real fucking money, I would make my bedroom. A refrigerator, a walk-in refrigerator, <laughs> instead of like not a freezer, not like psycho, but forty-five degrees, I think is what is the temperature that if I if I could get away with it, if Katie didn't fuck it all up and need it to be at least <laughs> which is cold enough to where you can stock up some beef carcasses and punch it like Rocky Balboa. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. 
bath or downstairs and i think i think you all slept like downstairs at one of the places i walked downstairs and everybody is like freezing cold and trying to cover up with like one sheet because there were no blankets because there's no blankets and airbnbs <laughs> Terrence so were going funny. back to back with the fucking yeah with the flat sheet in one place <laughs> freezing our nuts off. <laughs> brutal <laughs> That was the night too. That was the night we all did mushrooms in Florida. And my what I remember about the mushrooms was twofold. One was as soon as I started coming up on the mushrooms, Naomi, my partner calls me and she's like, I just came home from a friend's house and our side door is open and all of our cats are gone. And they had all escaped. And I was like, I remember cannot- that. You cannot be telling me this right now. Like I'm coming up on mushrooms. Like please, just like didn't your house house get shot up too? Well, that was later. Not during the tour. Yeah, that was later. But this Uh, was like our cat had figured out how to unlatch the door and opened it, and they had all escaped or whatever. And I was like, Yeah, this 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 was while Nick was doing cartwheels in the backyard. Yeah, and then that was the second thing I remember was just being like, "This rocks!" and like doing cartwheels in the backyard. (laughs) Me and Tom being the two that didn't do drugs, we didn't do the acid, but we watched. I I remember Sam Sachs getting truly obsessed with ping pong. And it was like it got to a point where he was just standing at the table like, play me. Somebody play me. I'm I'm kicking ass. Like so Sachs and Knight played each other. To to be clear, I wasn't somebody. I wanted a high school tennis superstar Tom (laughs) to be my opponent. And I believe he was at some point. I believe I did take him down. You got we, me. Yeah, you got me. I, I was I, on, I was on PEDs at the time, so it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it might not count. But put an asterisk besides yeah. that victory. This tour also happened. Well, first of all, uh, you know, watching the thing, the the first part of the movie is one of the first parts of the movie is me talking about my bank account, and it's it was the most twenty eighteen Brian of all time there's never been a more because it's like well i had 120 in the bank and then my daughter needed 40 dollars, so now i have 80 and then my wife is like yeah i have a baby shower to go to now i have like 40 and i'm like they they just they'll spend all my money if i'm not there to look at them disapprovingly and that was so fucking me like i have changed (laughs) quite a bit now and this time i have a little more money but also i uh uh just it's like whatever man just because they told me that was such a hassle for them for every time they went to spend money i was like what are you doing but then i was out buying 12 dollar <laughs> packs of cigarettes and stuff like that and fucking uh, george jetson with ibs over here yeah i don't have ibs i'm doing great i'm doing i yeah i mean that's the only thing i i, I if we could do this again if we could stay in four-star hotels uh i'd be willing to do something again but i just i'm comfort brian now uh i only like comfort i stayed in a beautiful hotel in lexington and hung out with tom uh and uh i just from now on i'm just i can't stay i'm not even gonna stay in a fucking residence in it's over for them i'm no airbnbs no residence ends nothing but uh the airbnbs we got on this tour were the the last one was really nice and we spent zero time in it like we the got one in there. nashville yeah i loved nashville it wasn't I mean, really show, nice it was like fine it wasn't like really <laughs> it was wine mom was like, they were, they yeah, were it was all wine mom. wine mom aesthetic they, that's yeah, what except, they all except for the one in florida that was 
creepy plantation and um, kind of felt like a dead dude was cleared out of there like two weeks before we. Um, I think we ag- we agreed, though, that somebody was living there. And uh, that place, I'll tell you, that place in Jacksonville was like, it was like, you know, the conceit in cartoons where like this guy uh, inherits his creepy uncle's estate, but he has to stay there one night yeah. before it and like meet the terms <laughs> and then his uncle like drops axes from the ceiling and shit. That's what that place was like. Yeah. Like the, you know, the paint, the painting of him above the mantle, the eyes move and shit. That's what that place yeah. was like. Was every, like everywhere, that- everywhere else I- was wine mom though. I never felt in danger yes, at that place or anything. I just felt like this is not a thing you should be renting out to people. You know, like that's all well, I could think the whole time. Let, was like, let me let me let me comically illustrate the point. At one point, I go up to that dock where that little John boat's tied off and dangle my feet above there. And somebody comes with the the Airbnb manual out there, and the floodlight comes on, and they says. Don't be getting in there. There's alligators in there. And you can see. Or there's like, because I forget sometimes, like alligators down where Sa- in Sam Sachs country are like deer and bears here. Like you just see them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I definitely could have got my fucking toes cho- chewed off. South of the border was also like a super fun experience because it, it, Tom's and Brett's uh inner gambler just fucking came out like i've never seen somebody get so like those coin pusher machines they had oh, yeah. that, was, that was the three <laughs> that's what i wanted more of that i told terrence i was like yeah the doc was pretty good but i need more south of the border in in the director's <laughs> cut the, the coin I'm pusher like a week's a week's worth of per diem at the fucking <laughs> coin pusher machine you guys won though you guys actually came out. You and Brett actually came well, out ahead. Well, one, uh, you know, one in terms of fun was had by all, but uh, <laughs> I lived off Uncle Ben's rice packets and beef jerky for about two or three days. <laughs> it's so fucking funny that, that, like, I've never seen those where they don't just give you tickets. You know, it's, it's, you get tickets instead of the, uh, you get tickets instead of the quarters. And when the quarters started coming down, the the way that Brett, I, I specifically remember Brett and Tom's face just lighting up in a way that's like, we really found something here, man. We re- <laughs> this, is, this is kind of a casino to us. It's as close as we could get to a casino. One of the, weirdest, also- one of the weirdest parts about being in South Carolina at that particular time is that <clears throat> Tulsi Gabbard went all in on oh. I-95 billboards for her presidential campaign. And I, uh, they were just all throughout South Carolina. Tulsi Gabbard, heart of a soldier. Oh, it was so staring down on you. And uh, yeah. that was just kind of a bad vibe. Oh, you know <laughs> what is another thing that, that didn't come up? Sam went to Sam Sachs' hometown, uh, Jacksonville. We performed at a venue and he had an old friend that brought his dad, right? Uh, And his dad got way too high at the thing. And I think I, I, what did I see? Like he, I think he fell down. I was worried about him. I I was was concerned for how high he was. (laughs) Yeah, Clay, Clay, 
uh we someone sam sam did you get a sweet someone got a sweet no my i think my buddy a different buddy of mine got a sweet in jacksonville because we had run low by the time we had reached jacksonville and i rolled something up and we smoked a joint and clay was in the circle and he took a few puffs and he went catatonic uh I, I'm not sure if he fell, but he would have if he wasn't being like actively supported by his son who was there. I think and, he sat down on the curb or something. Yeah, like I remember him just being like, "But this guy's had too much." And then when Clay, somebody Clay told is, me it was weed, I was like, "Fucking, that's weed that did that." <laughs> yeah, Clay's in his seventies, so this this same uh, thing. The weed had to... changed a lot since he had last smoked. Yeah, that's he would kept saying. Yeah, that's what he kept saying though. It was so funny. He was like, uh, uh, he he kept saying like, "Weed's a lot different now," and just over and over again. And that's one of those synthesis destroyed weed guys. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those guys that you have to keep saying weed's a lot different now to remind to cling to reality in a it's way. It's not laced it's or like, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it could have been because there were a lot of drugs on that tour. Uh, the guy in, in Raleigh that gave us like four vials of liquid acid mushrooms. was it, mushrooms. it was some liquid mushroom tincture he gave and it was like take two or three drops and they were yeah full. it was well it was the prescription was you take about a third if you want just like a nice body buzz two thirds if you want to trip and then the full hog for, for ego death <laughs> 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 Everybody was think, chanting ego on, death. Some some death. some settled on ego Oops. death. <laughs> some wanted more than ego death. <laughs> <laughs> they were chanting it. They were basically the people that did it, which was everybody but me and Tom and and Marta. Uh, it was just us that didn't do it. And Martha, people, no, she did it. She did. It. Oh, she did. Okay, it was just me and Tom then that didn't do it. But I remember all of you guys being like ego death ego like that you were like i want the ego death amount i don't know what like whatever <laughs> there else. wasn't Everybody enough ego death to go around we all had to settle for for some... just for introspection yeah yeah, yeah for, for for staying up too late <laughs> i just can't yeah that's the thing about touring that that I mean, I, I, I think if you look at me in this doc, you can tell, like, you just take so much damage without all the drugs that, like, by the <laughs> like end. Was like, this was a sober tour for me, and I remember very distinctly you taking the god awfulest cocktail of pills and me thinking, God damn, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was sober. Yeah, on stage every, every yeah. night. Yeah, we yeah. didn't do any drugs on the I remember very distinctly giving you Xanax. And, and I was doing weed, and people were handing me pills after shows, and I don't ever ask I re about I remember them. commenting to Terrence, I'm worried about Brian's heart. Yeah, that's good. You would take the, it would just drugs that would pull you in four different directions. Yeah. Well, it was basically a sober tour in a way. That's what everybody says about my regimen now to go to bed. They're like, my Gwen was like, you take 12 pills to go to bed. And I'm like, yeah, I do. That's it's all prescribed except for the melatonin and the magnesium. And but, you know, yeah, I love drugs. It's not that I don't love. I just couldn't do acid at the time. You know, a, lot, a thing that that has happened this year that was not going on at that time is the ketamine treatments that uh 
you know, I was having a real tough time around that time. Uh, and the last year has year and a half has been one of the toughest times of my life, but I got those ketamine treatments and it got rid of that crippling anxiety, like all of it, the stuff that you guys had to deal with, with me every day, every time we pulled up to a place and I was like, this is going to, there's, we're not selling any tickets. This is fucked. This whole venue's <laughs> fucked. Everything's fucked up. You know what I mean? And, uh, I'm not like that anymore, which is a bummer. Cause you guys could have had a lot more fun with me. If uh, I had done ketamine before that, should have brought ketamine on tour. We had fun. I was just I thinking. I was just thinking about how um, in Nashville, like we, <laughs> uh, Brett was very skilled at bringing the bringing a few people back to the house, but also like setting back. Oh, it was Mike. Like, yo, no, that was Mike thing. from your Kickstarter sucks. Yeah, it was Mike. Brett was like, no, bring nobody back. To the house and then mike from kick your kickstarter starts who wasn't even staying at the house but like brought like two dudes back who were just like <laughs> <laughs> like like brett just had to do like cleanup basically and like we got i think that they got super high like they did mushrooms or something and then brett within like 20 minutes was like so you guys like have to leave or whatever and he's like all right i guess i'll just go like sit in my car <laughs> it was brutal yeah it, uh, that Mike was left. like I brought them and then he left right away. Yes. That was like actually <laughs> one of the big highlights of the tour was meeting Mike and Jesse because like uh I didn't really know Jesse that well. Uh I I had been on YKS a couple times but it was through Mike. Me and Mike had hung out in Columbus. He came here to see Radiohead and we went and hung out with each other at Dirty Franks and um so we were like, uh, so I had talked to him and it's funny. The funny story about Mike and Jesse is that, uh, I texted Mike cause Mike had said to me in the, in, in a previous conversation, I'd love to perform live, uh, try, try the, the live show situation that you do. And I said, well, I mean, I'd love to have you, you know, uh, Mike is a very, very, very funny guy has, you know, six figures of followers on Twitter has like a great fucking podcast. So I'm like, I'd love to. So when this tour was announced and we said, we were going to Nashville, I said, Hey, Mike, would you like to come on stage with us? We did it with Jamie Peck. Uh, you know, we had a few guests, Lee Baines and uh, Mike was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then I came to find out that immediately after that, he he texted Jesse and said, I just agreed for us to perform on the Street Fight show. And Jesse was like, I don't want to fucking do because <laughs> he just didn't have any need to do. He didn't want to do live shows. It wasn't his thing. So having him show up and then having those two guys be sort of a mirror image of, of me and Brett, as in like Jesse he's this like really responsible guy that went home to his family and and left early and mike was just like partying but jesse takes care of like the spreadsheets and all the stuff and mike's just an insane guy that uh people like to listen to and i was just like i'm mike and and like our mine and brett's situation is almost exactly like their situation i remember brett and jesse just sit, standing around talking about how much of a pain in the ass uh, Mike and I were so it's a it, sacred it podcast well, dynamic. Well, yeah, I, we I, all I, have that dynamic. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much every podcast. And <laughs> Sam is clearly the responsible one. But I was going to say that um, 
I think it was between Atlanta and Nashville when the uh, scratch, the scratch off incident happened. This is the meanest um, thing I ever saw. Which, yeah, and everybody I, was so opposed to this idea. I had to like force it upon people, <laughs> like force Terrace to do that introduction explainer because everybody was like, this is so mean. The, <laughs> like, uh... We kept playing. We also kept playing the lottery everywhere we went. Tom would go in and the Sams would go in and buy a shitload of scratch offs. Yeah. And I was like, this can't be good for your bank account. Well, <laughs> well what if you win though? <laughs> That's true. That, well, you know, we saw what happens if you win. win bro. Well, and you know, I said, I'm not participating in this. That was like sort of my thing, but it didn't matter because I was driving. <laughs> this is 2018. So I am listening 19. to. Was it right. 2019? Yeah, I feel like it was 2018 because Shocktober 1. I was doing Shocktober 1, I thought. And uh, I had to listen to stuff while we drove, so I, I would have headphones in my ears. So it didn't matter that I wasn't participating, but I just remember sitting up front like, I can't believe they're doing this. And then the fucking, when Sam says, I'm going to give each one of us like $50,000 or some fucking number. And I was just like, we, this is way, well, he's too nice. This is evil. Yeah, <laughs> nice that's, to when, prank. that's when the jig was up for me and I felt rotten for my, so, so, two, so two things about that, which make the whole thing even sadder, which is uh, between Nashville or between Atlanta and Nashville, there was a fireworks store and I bought a bunch of fireworks and I'm like, I'm going to get my revenge on Nick. I'm going to light these fireworks like while he's recording or something and he's going to like freak out and maybe he'll fall over with the camera and it'll be funny <laughs> and it'll like be footage that he can't not use or something. And then I was like thinking about how it would play out. I'm like, Oh, the cops are definitely going to come. So let's not do that. <laughs> and uh, I totally chickened out. So that, that was sad. Another sad I mean thing about this is that I'm pretty sure that my grandfather gave me a fake lottery ticket like that when I was younger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, no. I felt, and I felt for the exact goddamn thing. Un know? Uncovered <laughs> old trauma. We did. Again. That's what we were here to do. And, you know? Uh, you know, I think that if it had been on day one of the tour, I would have been a little sharper mentally, you know, maybe not used to the daily scratch off uh, routine or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if that would have if that would have flown under my radar on day one. No, you can by, see by like, the end of the tour, I was feeling pretty rough. In the footage, well. you can see like I've had to go pretty my frame through this film so many times, and you can see like this moment on Sam Knight's face where he's starting to think maybe this is real. And it's like, like there's like this hopefulness, like he's thinking of all the bills he could pay off. Like it is like this moment. I would have felt so <laughs> low if he would have been like. Uh, Martha's been needing a kidney transplant. This is exactly what we needed to get. That's what it almost, it wasn't that because, you know, it wasn't true, but it really was like, you guys, this is the best thing. This is going to bond us forever. We're each going to get a big amount of money and it's going to get us all out of poverty. And I'm just like, I mean, I wouldn't have given them any of them. If I, I, I remember we have money to keep this going. We can go to a four star hotel, you know. <laughs> oh, that see, okay. Now we're talking. Go to Sweet Green. Well, I remember 
Nick talking to me beforehand, and thankfully I don't think he had the camera in his hand because I could have been the villain of the movie, but he straight up asked me, like, is this okay if we, like, you know Sam Knight, will he handle this okay if we do it to him? And I said, oh, absolutely, it'll be hilarious. Go for it. (laughs) I I had, like, a whole bag of tricks, like, because I was, like, worried that the movie would be boring or something, so I had, like, fake cockroaches and, like, all sorts of, like, stupid prank ideas. Like all, none of them would have been in good taste. I was just like desperate. I had the fake lottery ticket. I feel like I had some other dumb shit. Well, I want to bring this up. In retrospect, I I do kind of wish like I had planned something a little better because like it was funny watching Lee Baines just like talk about Atlanta on the spot. And I'm like, damn, like we went to DC and I knew you were coming for the longest time. And like at the end of the day, we were just sort of like, dicking around in front of uh you know the three branches of government and, well, that's uh, one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the movie so it's it, it turned out well but you know i don't know i was uh i was just thinking like man i don't know it would have been hard just, just wishing i came green. like what would we have talked about in 2019 that would have been relevant today you know it's like i mean maybe something but i don't know it's a hard thing to to talk anything about anything political like that or about systems of power True. Yeah, yeah. Looking that's, at the that's... poster. I was looking at the poster to see if the date's on it because I swear it. Okay, yeah, maybe it was because I, I did Shocktober in Texas. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. <laughs> you're, you're not willing to commit to it. What year is this right now? Still. <laughs> it's not on the poster. I don't know why it's not on the fucking Brian thinks, in, thinks of the past in terms of Shocktobers. <laughs> I do, basically. It's like, when do I have to start working on Shocktober? Uh, or, you know, when me and Tom do Holy Boys, it's like, when should I start looking at doing, uh, but I do, I do have to say, like, I am currently, and, uh, it's going to actually be a free episode, uh, the, the show that I'm working, this mini series I'm working on with about dang cook called now we're cooking. <laughs> oh, and, wow. And, uh, one of the I things used to listen I, to Dane cook in high school, yeah. like, yes, yeah, so funny. <laughs> One of the things I covered, and it's going to be a free episode, so this is great that that people will hear because I I didn't record enough regular episodes, so I'm just like fuck it, I'll put that one up for free. It was with Kath, who I've toured with. That's why I kind of picked her to co-host, is because we toured Texas with Kath, and um, it's so it was it was great watching this movie after watching that because every thing is very fake in that movie it's like uh ginned up uh arguments it's like arguments that that aren't not, real not or... our, you're talking about another movie that's you're what i'm talking about yeah okay. i'm talking about tour gas people will know it it's oh, a fucking, okay got it, got it's it. a tour documentary series with dane cook bob kelly jay davis and gary gullman and they had them ride go-karts they had them, uh, uh, you know, climb, do a climbing gym, ride horses and stuff, right? And it was all just so, like, set up and fake that, like, when I watched this yesterday, I was like, well, I mean, this is still entertaining and there aren't any real bits. You, like, you got, like, my real attitude, I felt. like there's Every a scene- time you get into the car, you say, we're fucked. <laughs> yeah yeah there's a scene where we're in dc and we're waiting for sam Sachs to come down and get in the car 
And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm smoking a cigarette, of course. And I'm like, we're finally going to get out of D.C. And Nick was like, you don't like D.C.? And I'm like, I'm driving a huge fucking truck. <laughs> like, I was just so already, like, uh, everything. Every, every, you know, Nick's been on tour with me a lot. When, when we get to the hotel, I 100% of the time believe that they are not going to let us stay at the hotel. And <laughs> my palms start sweating, and I get super nervous. That's why having the Xanax on that tour tom gave me xanax a few times that brought me down to like a normal level uh and then luckily after that people started bringing me xanax to all the live shows which was very kind <laughs> that's, a, that's a fear you and brett both have where you whenever you there's something like you're about to pick up a rental car or you're about to do something that requires like a credit card you just start panicking because you think it's going to get uh rejected or whatever Dude. and in, in Colorado, when they weren't going to give us the car, we flew to fucking Denver and we had five dates to do and uh, they were not giving us the car for some fucking reason. And uh, the only thing I could do was act like a psycho in the lobby <laughs> and they were just like, you know what? We're just going to give you the car. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll overwrite that. Like Brett's up there talking like a normal person to him, but right behind him in the lobby, I'm fucking going insane. Oh, this is fucking bullshit. Fuck this shit. And not yelling at the worker at all. Uh, the worker ended up actually hooking us up, but I think it was because like they knew that once the final verdict was thrown down, they'd have to deal with like a psycho dad from Ohio. You know? <laughs> worse than death. That yeah, well, yeah, it is. It's really yeah. tough. The 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 vibe in Yell Stomp Hiss, I think it really captures like what it was like to do those shows and be on tour. I just I guess I what I was saying earlier is I guess I just thought of a different spot to film our little thing in DC. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, there's stuff I wish I would have been more showy and stuff, but I think that what I like about it is, is not a super showy doc. It like just shows a bunch of guys goofing around, driving around the country. And like that, that to me is what I would have wanted a doc of a tour that I would do to be, I wouldn't want it to be like all these staged arguments and shit like that. Plus I think, you know, all of us do pretty political podcasts to, to different degrees. And I think if you got a bunch of us out on the road like that, and then all we did was fight and argue and not cooperate, that would not be like, this is going on means TV. You know what I mean? That would not be in the spirit of cooperation that we were all shooting for when we, uh, uh, you know, started to do this. So I, I really like the fact that the movie captured that kind of spirit of cooperation and camaraderie and, uh, this thing happened and, uh, everybody had fun. Nobody got into fights and, uh, you know, I, I just, that's the thing I like about the documentary. And, and that's the type of thing that like, uh, we could we could see a lot more of that in the world I, I i felt like it's like sort of as i watched it it's like sort of the the perfect kind of means tv like leftist tour doc that 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 captured a moment in my life and a moment uh uh, uh an important moment and and a very important to me uh an important moment that i thought was like i don't know it, it watching it 
was a little i you know i'm not gonna lie it was a little weird for me to watch it now because you know my everything's different for me but like uh it 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 like once it captured the the sort of once i saw the vibe captured it was like i'm glad this happened and i'm glad this was filmed you know yeah yeah and i found myself vibing with uh terrence at the beginning of the movie when he's like how do i like being on film i don't like it very much <laughs> and, <laughs> and then then regretting it a little bit later because like, one of the best things in the film. world yeah one of the best things and i've talked about this my neighbor has never spoken to me uh and he talked to katie he talked to gwen like they would have you know they would they knew each other none of my neighbors talked to me but when the tour was over and i got out of the car and walked up to the house uh this is the first time the guy ever talked to me because nick was filming me he's like what's all this about it's like oh yeah and you know i'm i do a thing oh uh, yeah these camera guys me. follow me around it's <laughs> i think he thought it was like fucking Kardashians keeping up with the Kardashians but for like a white trash guy that lives next door to me well I'll say it was one of the most fun times I've ever had and uh, as they as they say uh, we'll reunite again in Valhalla except instead of Valhalla it's Lodi yes <laughs> uh, there's no Lodi that's another thing I wanted well you don't Right. Yeah, I, I, that's for Can us. you explain what well, because of copyright time. violations? Oh, that's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Tom, Tom, provide some context for people. What is what was the Lodi game? I, I still play it by the way. To the Lodi game, which is we made the Lodi it. game, but Lodi by Creedus Clearwater Revival. It sounds like he's saying something like that. But so I have, then so they just, just started were, making our own yeah. songs. <laughs> About sucking old guys off. Yeah, there we go. They were all about sucking off old guys. It wasn't just sucking off regular guys. It was about sucking off old guys. And it never ended. It just, it constantly, any song I'll still get a text from Nod every so often with the low die. (laughs) (laughs) I am now, I'm like, I do the sucking off old guys, but I've moved to sucking and fucking. Like, uh, if I hear a song, I'm like, how can I fit sucking and fucking in there? Because I think those are like two good words to go together. I mean, it keeps this, your mind this, sharp. Yeah, this was pre Heat O'Brien. So nobody even knew that was in me, you know? There's this man. I can't remember which one, but there's a Trillbillies episode that starts off with uh, Terrence going, Give me the bleach, boys, and bleach my hole. And <laughs> that's an example of the low guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think of that quite a lot, way, way more often way than more I should. should. <laughs> I, I tend to drive down to Florida a couple times a year, and I've added Lodi onto my my driving playlist of songs, and I I sing "Sucking an Old Guy Off Again" when the words come. I don't sing Lodi. I don't sing yeah. the chorus. Sing what yeah. it should be. Me too, boys. Me too. <laughs> I think, I my think brain. the the Lodi song when he drives to Florida speaks to the uh, enduring experience of the Hellfire tour um and it's it's lingering effects in all of our lives and we love sucking off old guys and thank you uh thank you nick for uh cataloging it all and cutting it together so well max cut it together so thank you max for cutting it together and thanks for letting me film you guys it was a, a blast and um you know it's been a pleasure working with all of you in the different capacities we work together and 
means TV wouldn't exist without you all as a community and, you know, like street fight directly led to means TV and directly connected me with all of you guys. And it's been, you know, like it's been my career. It's been a highlight of my life in a lot of ways. So thanks. It's not dead. I'm still doing it. And it doesn't, uh, I, I, well, I, I didn't this. say it was dead. No, I'm saying yeah. I didn't, I said this when, you know, me and Brett split or whatever that like, I don't think you've heard the last of us together. Uh, it, it just, it, we're at a weird time now. And, yeah. and again, I want to make sure that people truly understand how much work he put into this thing. Like he just, he, he worked his ass off to get this thing rolling. And like, uh, uh, he was so crucial and important to the whole thing. I was actually really glad that he was sort of, uh, the main person that, that the movie runs around like, cause yeah, you know, he's an important, he, I mean, he's an incredibly important dude in my life. And, uh, you know, he, he worked his ass off to make this happen. And this was like unprecedented for us, you know? Yeah. And we all, uh, you know, we walked away from the tour with, you know, it, we made, we were compensated for our labor is what I'm trying to say. And Brett made sure that he ran the numbers and that everyone, it was worth everyone's time and not just fun although it was also fun and that ruled as well. Um, yeah, he did, he did a great job of that. And, um, if I'm not mistaken, like we had family meals and he, he expensed that he, he, you know, he took care of the cost and we would just roll up to whatever fast food place, uh, we felt like, and it whipped ass and, uh, Brett <laughs> did a lot of the uh, grunt work to make it happen. And that, I think we did it, right, Nick? Is this is is this a good show? Oh, fantastic, guys! Thank you. That's my recording just nice. fucked up, so if my audio sounds like shit this whole time, it's because something just fucking happened to my microphone. But well, well guess what? I'll send it with to you boys again. Yeah, I'll send yes. you the audio, Nick. As soon as it'll be a video Thank MKV you. file, but I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll upload my audio to Dropbox. I'm not a professional podcaster like you guys, so I, I will, I will also uh, upload my audio to Dropbox, and I'll email you uh, the link. And I'm going to cross this off my list of things I have to do this week uh, because I'm going on vacation, boys. Boom. Rock on. Where are you, you going? It. Nowhere, but I'm not podcasting from December 18th. Actually, from Thursday to January 22nd. I won't be. I recorded, oh, nice. I recorded all of the shows ahead. So basically nobody will really know I'm gone. Oh, and wow. It was insane. It was such a run yeah. until they hear this and the jig is up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they know, but it was just a run of like on October 28th. I looked at my, uh, uh, how many shows it would take. And it was 14 extra shows on top of the three shows I do every week. And I was like, all right, so we're going to be podcasting a lot this month. And I did, this is my third one today. So Damn. I'm done though, after this and it's Katie's birthday. So happy birthday. Oh, Katie, happy birthday. Oh, shit. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. 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 Yup. Well, thanks well, again for doing this boys. guys. Great talking. Yeah. yeah thanks boys. Yeah. No problemo. And Hard thank you listeners. Almost 
2018. It was 2018. It was 2019. We talk about Jeffrey Epstein in the in the doc at one point. I believe All in right. the present tense. I believe you. All right, boys. I think I think it was anyway. I'm gonna it was definitely do- 2019. In conclusion, I'm- definitely 2019. It was weeks before, months before everything went to shit. Yes. Yeah, watch Please your document watch watch on Means TV. Check it out, folks. Find Bye. out for yourself. Was it 2018 or 2019? <laughs> Until Brian. <laughs> I will not accept it. But that, hey, guys, it was good to talk to you. I got to uh, yeah, go get Katie's birthday present. Yeah, you too, man. I'll send you this hey, link, you boys. All right. Later. It's good to talk to all of you guys. You too, Thanks, man. man. You too. You too. See you all. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya.